Let's welcome everybody in to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the National Hour, and we are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And, of course, this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. A lot of top stories in the National Hockey League, including the Sharks winning a game. Woo-hoo! That's the lead story. Applause, And they please. got Kalen Addison. They're, here come the Sharks. We've got uh, some major storylines out of Calgary uh, with their win against Nashville. It comes out of price. Jonathan Huberto benched all third period. Is the price $84 million? It's quite expensive yeah. when you don't get that type of production. Uh, and we welcome in in about five minutes or so, PJ Stock. Of course, we know PJ well around these uh, neck of the woods, and uh, he'll get us uh, our latest uh, storylines out of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, due to Chad Little Habs. But as far as uh, Mike Greer, who addressed his Sharks team and made it abundantly clear that uh, this is not acceptable. Uh, apparently it worked. What was that for? <laughs> it's great. It's great. You're in the dressing room. You're like, oh, it's not. Did that work for then. you? And like the gentle manager or president came in? I mean, listen, I didn't play in the NHL. So one of those guys came down. <laughs> things are going seriously wrong. <laughs> but no, it's. I've always found those sort of scoldings a little strange. You know, like I'm trying here, man. I can't, you know, I haven't been not trying. So I don't know. Timing, I guess, is everything. I think scolding a team when you literally put it together yeah. to be historically bad is a tough look. I think Trilliving coming down to talk about them not doing anything with Marshawn's one thing. Yeah. That's a conversation that can be had. But when you've actually put together the worst franchise team in the history of the league, <laughs> it's a hard conversation to I have. I assembled this team yeah. to lose, but you're losing by but too it's much. It's a hot dog meme. We're all looking for the guy who did this. Back to back 10 spots. Yeah. It's like... I, they're, they're looking at him like, hey, it would Mike. Be, it would be so <laughs> bad that I, I would bet that there'd be a couple of guys with that 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 towel. You ever the ever, towel over the head? Well, just the oh, the towel over the head, or you know, sometimes it could be so tight, wounded in a room that you you get the giggles. You, you can look at one of your guys well, and start like getting the giggles. Well, that's when it's yeah, and you're like don't make eye contact. Oh my it, god, there's some so times it'd gone. be like you'd be searching for the <laughs> towel over your head and it's like you'd look at one of your teammates yeah. who probably makes you laugh more than any other and you're like, "Oh, please don't look at me, please." Well, cuz it is it's absurdist to be like a little bit harder effort on the forecheck is going to turn things around. We're losing by a touchdown, Mike. <laughs> so, we, we my my first a year converted <laughs> a two-point conversion. Right. My, my first year was in Washington and things were a little bleak that the owner, Abe Poland, I think I'm pronouncing his right. name I've ever heard of. Yeah, Abe yeah, his name's Abe. Shocked. <laughs> uh, needed to address the team. And he walked in and, you know, it's a big, heavy metal Sorry, where dress is room this? door. Washington Capitals, okay. the Cap Center. And it's a big, heavy, weighted <laughs> like steel metal door and it's got one of those hinges at the top. Well, doesn't it snap on him and come back and smack him in the head? Oh, come on. You oh. guys must have been oh my dying. dying. 20 of us waiting to get ripped on. <laughs> and you know, I don't I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I don't know if you remember the character like um uh, the actor Don Knotts. Vaguely, no, yeah. No, I, no. Yeah. 
It was like uh, Three's Company and, uh, oh, my God, I'm dating myself beyond belief. But he kind of had that look a little bit. And, like, I'm telling you, it was, I'm never going to play in this game ever again if... (laughs) If, if someone sees me if smile, someone sees me right this is now, the end of my career. and I can't breathe, and I'm turning red, <laughs> and I look around, and there's four other guys, the same thing, yeah. trying to hold their breath, and it's just like, please let this end. Yeah. And then everybody races to him, gets a towel on his head, yeah. puts an ice pack on. <laughs> I've never seen maintenance guys fixing a door faster in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that was Mike Greer's no, situation. I don't, got that, door to the I don't think it got that bad for Mike Greer. The best case of the hockey giggles is Vignon when, who was it that made fun of BXA? Oh, it was Vern Fiddler. Vern Fiddler made fun of BXA, and he is, he can't help Elaine him. Elaine Vignon. He yeah. is laughing so hard on the bench. And then when you're seeing him laugh, you can't stop <laughs> oh, <yeah>. either. <laughs> like he's trying, he's holding the, the card in front of his face. That <laughs> yeah. is amazing. All right, yeah. we're... Getting his PJ stock as he gets ready. Um, if I ask him, uh, biggest storyline in Canada? It's probably not the Montreal Canadiens right now because they're just kind of doing their thing. But they were, I know they've but, lost but, a few in a row here, but... Yeah, but just prior to that, they were kind of neck and neck with the Leafs. They were exactly neck and neck with the Leafs, yeah. I mean, we had they're some... They're two points back of the Leafs right now. <clears throat> yeah, so a great start for them. I don't think a lot of us saw it coming. And they've got Montreal's got three goalies, so we're going to ask PJ his thoughts on maybe if uh, if the Edmonton Oilers might take a crack at ah. stealing someone in Montreal. All right, let's welcome in the Stock Exchange. <laughs> like PJ, it. what's going? Where have you been? I've been waiting. I've been here waiting for you guys. I don't know what have you guys been doing the last <laughs> little while. Where have you been? Like recently? What are you up to? Where? Uh, you're talking well, to kids last in, night. Yes, I was speaking at Concordia University last night, which was uh, pretty fun. It's uh, trying to tell them to stay in school. Uh, it was fun. I had an opportunity to, you know, it's so funny. I There's two things that kind of really used to throw me off. You know, when we had a big game and, like, you were playing Brashear the next night or whether it was a, a, a Peter Worrell or, uh, you know, Ty Domi or Bob Probert, I couldn't sleep the night before. And the other thing is probably public speaking. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. You can get all prepared for it. The moment you're about to start, you get all these these jitters. So um, I did a little public speaking yesterday. I'm a sports marketer for a communications company. I do some events. I'm coming in town on a big Eric Lindros event uh, this tomorrow night and um, for Easter Seals yes. on, on Friday. So, and uh, I listen to you guys all the time. I, I actually, I'm excited that I'm on. Um, because I have to fix you people in Toronto. Okay. Oh boy. Not born. Not born. Born here. Great. You're, <laughs> You're going to fix me and Sammy. <laughs> well, I can't fix you either. So that's just <laughs> Sam, Toronto thing in general. You. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get going, cause we'll talk about some other things. Listen, I'm a huge hockey fan, huge fourth line guy fan. Um, big fan of what Ryan Reeves has been doing it throughout his entire career. He's been absolutely amazing. He's um, when he I think when he was in St. Louis, obviously, but you know he comes to Toronto, and now it's like a new toy for some of the media. And we put a microphone in front of his face, and 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 like he's just excited and saying some things that I wish some of you, not not you, fine gentlemen, 
would challenge him on. Like he's taught, he's, you know, he's saying that Arbor Jack guy, he stepped, he's a 20 year old kid stepping up for uh, one of his teammates that got hit from behind. And here he goes, he jumps in and they wrestle and Reeves kind of falls over the net and post game, you know, all the media sticks the microphone in Ryan's face. And, you know, Ryan's, you know, it was like, well, I, I would have got him back or, uh, you know, he pushed me over the net. I'll play them again. And, and no, everyone, everyone lets it slide. Huh? No one challenges or anything. Fast forward, Corey Perry. Corey Perry is legend. Corey Perry is going to be down, the legend of Corey Perry. Hockey Hall of Fame, everything. He plays the style, uh, Stanley Cups, everything. And, you know, he's playing his role and gets a little, you know, they get after each other. Post-game media puts a microphone in front of his face. And Ryan's like, yeah, you know, I think he's this. I think he's chicken. I think he's – Corey Perry is one of the guys that have played his role better than any player. And he's still playing. And he's an absolute pleasure to watch. His career has been absolutely amazing. And everyone just lets it slide. And then just most recently, Brad Marchand gets into a a moment that I thought should have been penalized, but that's nothing. But Ryan Reeves says, you know, they had last change. I couldn't get on and, and couldn't get even with them. Are you kidding me? I never got a shift in the second or third period. But if something like that happened to one of my teammates, I'd say, hey, the next time that guy's on the ice, I'm calling you off and I'm going on. He's getting paid He's getting paid to make sure that those things don't happen to his teammates. And if it does happen to his teammates, he's getting paid to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it's not. Right now, he's getting paid to put quotes in the media, and you guys aren't challenging on him, saying, how can you say that? You had two more periods to get him. Like, why, why didn't you challenge? Like, like, I'm defending Jack Guy. I'm defending Corey Perry. I'm defending Brad Marshall. I understand Ryan Reeves. I'm mad at the people who, if it, if it was a Montreal Canadiens player that said it, if it was an Edmonton Oilers player that said it, if it was a player for the Bruins that said it, it would be all over the news. And, and, and you know, we got to get this, we got to fix this. But we're letting this roll too much. So I just have to vent. So I feel better now. No, Thank you for letting me. No, that, you know what, though? That is something that we have wanted to talk to you about. And so... Okay, I've fair- been sitting here in my basement. <laughs> you could have called me. <laughs> all right, all right. So, not, you know, fine that you want people to challenge him. But what about the actual performance from Reeves in that I like the idea. I have seen players on my team say to other guys, when he gets out there again, you're not going, I'm going on. You know, I want to crack at that guy or whatever. Are you fine with how he's played as a Toronto Maple Leaf? A couple of fights, a lot of quotes. Is this, is he delivering what he should be delivering? I don't blame him for the quotes. Okay. he's You know, I don't, I, listen, he, Vegas, Pittsburgh, uh, St. Louis. He likes to uh, use the media. He, he he's big on spinning. Sh- he's he's good at what. He's thirty six years old, doing this job. You know, Cripper, how hard is it to do it night after night for year after year? Um, but now he's in a place where he's kind of the new darling of the Maple Leafs uh, media, and and I just think that his play for the way he's talking is is not owning up. You had two periods against Brad Marshall after you've already called out Arbor Jack guy and you've already called out Corey Perry. You know, it's you, you, if you're going to walk the walk, or sorry, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk a little, my man. Uh, and he's and, and this is, again, I don't want it to go that way, but it's kind of going that way because I'm always blaming the people that have not challenged him on this. Uh, what do I think of his play? You know, you look at um, his last so many years, he hasn't had over 50 penalty minutes in, you know, about four or five years. He hasn't had to, though, really. Well, you do. That's See, that's the difference. You do. Playing for the Maple Leafs is a team that I know if I go against them in the second half of the year, 
You know, I watched Tampa play, by the way, they're, the Leafs are bipolar when you watch them. That game against Tampa Bay, I thought it was they were going to run away with it. The game is over, and then Toronto comes back, and it's that's going to be the Leafs all season. But I, you see the way some of the stars on Tampa have that 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 spit and vinegar to their game. Um, I don't see that enough. That's why you keep having to add these guys to the top couple lines to help the players on the team that don't really have that. Uh, and now you won't go and get a big guy because. There's, you know, uh, again, there's Arbor Jack guy now. There's uh, Delorier. There's a couple guys in the East Coast, in the East, or that it's a little tougher. And you want to, you don't want players taking runs at your best players. So that's why you get a Ryan Reeves. Like I played with Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton was six foot four, 220 pounds. And Joe never needed anyone in the world to protect him. Joe would actually get mad if someone went on the ice. And, but that's, that's, I was paid. So if someone takes a run at Joe, I'm going to go up to that guy between a whistle next time I have a chance and say, hey, you touch him again. I'm going after you. And if the guy's like laughs at me, I'll just tell someone else on their team. I'll go to their best player and I'll just start every time that guy skates by the bench on a whistle. I'll go on. I'll just I'll call a winger off and I'll just I'll go after their other best player. And and, and not only that, PJ, I'm going to tell them that. It's Marchand's fault that I'm coming after yes, you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so trying to be play with the words. Don't blame I'm him. Yeah, totally. I don't want to kick your. I can't. What's the rules with swearing on this? I don't know what this is. Guys, very acceptable I, on the real okay. kicker and board show. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Hey, you come near my player again. I'm not. I won't kick your ass. You're fine. But you know, go tell. Go tell Pasternak. You know, or you go down their bench and you tell their best players because you need to get a Ryan Reeves. Because of Mitch Marner and and Matthews and to, they don't want to be involved in that. They don't want to have to deal with that. But what do you do? You you turn it on them because he's not doing their job. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on here. But that's exactly why you go and get a guy like that. And he's not doing it right now. He's not getting points. Uh, he's not being a physical force out there that's intimidating the other players because they're actually challenging him. They're not even it's that's that's almost disrespectful. A 20-year-old goes after him, it pushes him over net. Yes, we've all been there, it happens. But Arbor doesn't come out in the media after and say anything. But the we put the microphone in Ryan's face and the media just runs with it. How do we let that slide about Corey Perry? Corey Perry's been a rat and a blessing to the national hockey <laughs> for a rat and a blessing. Yeah. He has though, right? Ryan, by that logic. Yeah. He's Marsha Marsha went from everyone hates him. You know who doesn't hate him? Everyone Boston in the Bruins fans. organization. Yeah. Boston fans. We're talking about... And you, you, listen. He's the, yeah. I got I want to swing this a little bit throughout the league here. Uh, keep keep the theme going. I got no problem with your theme right now, All but right, I want right, to kind of slide it towards the Montreal Canadiens because once sure. upon a time, I remember the likes of a George LaRocque, um, yeah. some really tough guys over the years, Chris Knuckles Nyland, uh, yeah. George McPhee, man, there's been some over the years. And now I look at uh, who's going who's gonna to make Suzuki and Cole Caulfield feel a few inches taller on the Montreal Canadiens. Well, uh, interesting, because um, they need someone to play with. They, they do need a bigger body. Arbor Jack guy has been, been spectacular for the Montreal Canadiens. He's really brought an element. Wasn't supposed to make the team, but, you know, the, you watch the league play today, and I think there's so many players that are kind of the same style. And, you know, when I when I speak to some of the younger guys and you go to a training camp or you're in a game, be memorable, you know? 
just go there and get noticed. And and if everyone's doing the same thing, it's hard to really tell people apart. Arbor Jack, I brought something last year to the Montreal Canadiens that they've been looking for for a long time. And that's that element of physicality. Uh, as mentioned, Ryan Reeves does it for Toronto. But Arbor has done it on, a, on an amazing level. He He's on the back end. I think you always need someone up front as well that you can mix up and down uh, in the lineup. Uh, Michael Pizzetta has kind of been that guy. He's not a real big body, but, um, you know, he reminds me a lot of Tom Kostopoulos from years and years ago. Mm-hmm. He's in on every one. He just don't know how they're going to end up. Uh, but the effort's there. But at least you have those guys keeping the other team looking around. But those two guys are not going to play on the first line with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. And I think that's been one of the problems with the Montreal Canadiens, um, trying to find that winger to play with them. And, you know, you you, you have a couple guys, they try and squeeze in there, but, you know, they're both five, you know, Caulfield's what, 5'7", 170, Nick's 5'10", you know. They, they need a bigger body to play with, and it's hard to find someone that will fit their star. Kirby Doc style. Kirby Doc was a guy that they had there but they need him at center. He's going to be a fantastic hockey player if he can stay healthy. So right now they put a young kid, uh, Slavkovsky, on their wing, which is, you know, it's poor kids drafted first overall and not a strong draft, and everyone's expecting Sidney Crosby or or McDavid out of him, and he's, and he's just not that player. But, you know, it's kind of it's – a, it's a great chance for him now to play with these two smaller players, and at the same time it's putting him right in the spotlight. So um, – Long answer to the question. They have tough guys, but they need bigger guys that play a more of a physicality role in their top nine. And hopefully the first pick, Slavkovsky, is going to grow into that. Yeah, he's an interesting topic of discussion. Yeah, um, you he know, is. Is he, should he have gone down last year? This year, I've heard he's playing much better, you know, from what I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Okay, still a wishy-washy for you? Yeah. So, every, again, Les um, Attentes, sorry, I do TV in French. So the... Uh, the expectations, because he's a first-round pick, okay? He's, no, no, he's a first he's a, overall pick. So, so that's like, pick. Fa- yes, that's yes. face of the franchise pick. Well, it is, but how many first-round picks, first overall picks of, you know, um, sorry, I'm forgetting the name, but the year, first overall to Edmonton, and had 10 first overall picks, but... Um, Yakupov. Yakupov, Yakupov. It just wasn't a strong year. Slavkovsky, you know, everyone was talking about Wright to go number one. Wright's still in the, not in the league yet. So he's physically capable of playing you know look at tage thompson buffalo took him five years to get going kirby doc same size we'll sl- yeah he's played, he played Slav- three years slavkowski so- ever become a goal scorer in this league or are we just talking no, no. about a top nine heavy checker yes because his stats his stats in finland in finland he didn't play in the khl or the ahl and the year he was drafted number one he had five goals in 31 games he blew up at two tournaments. I worked the Olympics, and he he had uh, he reminded me a lot of Ovechkin in that tournament. Take away the physicality, just uh, just the part of here's playing a huge against body. two though. Uh, okay, but that's hey, Ov stands there half the game sometimes, and a puck comes near him, and it's in the net. That was Slavkowski in that tournament. I I, I don't think he was spectacular. Uh, I think he was very opportunistic playing and, against college kids. Okay, still, he's the best of his peers, though. That's what you do. You're basing the draft. He's actually playing Finland against men, but you're basing the draft on he's playing the best of the people that he's playing against, and he dominated. So if you have to pick, who are you picking? Physically, he's there, and now you're hoping that he played on a bigger ice surface. When he comes to North America, 
um, he'll be able to adapt. It takes a lot longer, I think, for a bigger body because his biggest thing is it's the speed and understanding where space is. And what he doesn't understand, in my opinion, is that he has to be a, a what is it, a, the expression, I don't want to come up with expression, whatever. He's just got to just be running over people. Like he's got to create, he has to be Eric Lindros, John Leclerc. He has to be, not the scoring part, but you're big enough to get the spaces where people can't. So he has to drive through the, throw an elbow, this create space. It never has to be pretty because he's never going to be pretty. But I think because he was picked first overall, he thinks he has to be pretty. Yeah, And that's the young adaptation and process that he's going to have to learn. So it's one thing I want him to get into a fight. He is a, he's too nice. Peach. He's too nice. He's too, but, and he's, but that's, what's great about him. Cause Montreal is a tough market as we all know um, with the media. And so is Toronto. Canada's hard. Um, but he has to, if he's going to be successful and if we want to say live up to a, a, a top billing pick, he's got to, what got him to the National Hockey League is one thing. What's going to make him have a successful NHL career is completely different. Tackle, he has to learn tackle him in the parking lot. It'll got to start somewhere. <laughs> you can do that. I, I'm I'm good in my basement. I'm good in my basement. <laughs> Anyone that's six four, go you guys, uh, people watching, go check him out. His his YouTube video. We we do a a Wingate test, where it's a, it's a a bike test at every training camp, where they pretty much ask you to get to your full speed, and then they they clamp the the, the wheel, and you they see how long you can maintain your 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 constant power. It's power waters per step, and he, uh, you know, normally we go like for like five six seconds, and then it just goes like this, and we're like holding onto the bike and falling off, and he just kills the machine. He's He's a specimen physically, uh, and he has to understand that. He mm-hmm. has to understand that he's been given the gift of size. He's been given the gift of, gift of intimidation. He doesn't have to intimidate, like, he doesn't know that he's intimidating other people. And he doesn't really have to, but he has to understand that just because he's so big, he intimidates people. And it's, it's a gift. It's a, it's a curse, though, too, for some people, whether you're Nick Bustad yes. or you're, you know, like if you yes. don't have it and people expect it from you, yes. it's it's tough to fake that, you know, and, and have people accept you're just a, a player. I just wanted to get an overview on the Canadian season from sure. you because they were at one point tied with the Leafs at like 5-2-1. and one. They came out of the gates great. If we talked to you nine days ago, they were on top of the world. Uh, four, four losses since, even though they picked up, I think, a couple of points over that stretch. You know, are they a better team than last year? Are they about where you thought they were? What do you forecast for this season for this Canadian uh, team? I like, they have depth up front. They really do have a lot of depth up front. Uh, it's not, um, the problem is it's not comparable to to a Matthews. The touch, I don't know how many, four hat-tricks, three hat-tricks this year. The moment it touches his, his puck anywhere in the offensive zone, he's a threat and he's big and Mars creativity. They're, they're a little bit more established. So that is something that is, is pretty special about you know every team has a few of those guys i think the canadians have 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 a lot of depth of a lot of good hockey players i don't think their top players are you know are the shooter of the montreal canadians again is five seven um you know 170 and he's a so much fun to watch but cole caulfield is hard to get the puck on a four check he's hard to break things up so he's almost a complimentary player and so you need players to play with them and then it's nick Suzuki is your number one center. Yeah, you know, most successful teams he'd probably be a two. Uh, you know, their Kirby Doc is is going to be a, a stud if he can stay healthy. Um what they're doing is they're building a culture 
Uh, they're building something that's going to take time. But I really like a lot of the moves that Kent has made by he's gotten rid of older players on bad contracts and brought in other players that are first or second round picks that just didn't fit in other organizations for whatever the reason. Kirby Doc's a great example. Didn't fit in Chicago, but you gave up him gave up him on, on three years and he's gonna be the Montreal Canadiens number one center in time. So the Canadians are are a team that is the second youngest team in the league. Uh don't have any real top end talent and are in the process of learning how to lose the right way, if that makes sense to you guys. Um, there's losing where you just kind of terrible hockey, and this is – they're competing. They're in every game, and that's what's fun to watch as a, as a Habs fan. Uh, it's not like it was a couple of years ago. It was it was just not fun to watch. So it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. They're, they're goaltending situation. They have three goalies. And are they all ones? Are they all twos? You know, on defense, you know, they got – you know, Mike Matheson was probably he's been playing 27 minutes a night, but he was probably a three-four where he was, and now he's expected to play 27 minutes before. Gooley's a young son, and he's going to be great. But how do you surround him again? These are all part of the process, part of the process, and uh, they're they're building it, but it's going to take time. Every point that they get this year, I think, is going to add to the confidence and the structure moving forward. Would you move a, a goalie, or at least call Edmonton right now and sell yeah, high? That- yeah, so that's the one thing. What Edmonton's going to give you what? Jake Allen is spectacular for this team because they're going to lose. We all know they're going to lose because of all the comparables. Compare the goalies to every other team. Compare the defense to every other team. Compare the, you know, and just, that's all what we do. It's I'm not being, I'm just doing comparables. Um, and the goaltending for, they have three right now, and they're stuck with, you know, Keith Primo's son, and they don't know what to do with them because if they put them in the minors, are you know, someone else, he has to go through waivers. And everyone thinks it's fourth year. He's probably, he's on that, you know, as I mentioned forwards, six foot four, six foot five forwards, how long it takes them. As I mentioned, you know, some cost can make Thompson. Um, some guys take a little more more time. What about in nets? And is this guy a guy that's going to be a stud in time? Jake Allen is someone, Sam Montembeau is the kind of the number two guy, if I were to do that. He finished the year stronger than Jake last year, but Jake's just a great veteran to have around while you're losing. I know that sounds crazy, but you need the right people, you know, breaking up the message and spitting it out different ways to keep people encouraged and keep moving forward, even though you keep losing. It's hard to be part of a process where you're losing a lot and understand where it's going, but he's been nothing great. So I don't know if they want to give up something for him, but you have three goalies. You can't keep doing this. Jake Allen, I'd move. If you feel as a team, you have the right people and leaders in that locker room to help that process moving forward. And what you're getting back is going to be part, again, of that structure. He's he's exactly what Edmonton need. Jake Allen might not look like the best goalie, but he battles every night. Mind you, they said that about Campbell, too, and everyone loved him, too. And <laughs> hey, he's been, let me ask he's you, uh, before we let you go, let me ask you about all this losing that you're mentioning in, in Montreal because we just had uh, Brent Wallace uh, in our first hour uh, talking about the impatience of the Ottawa Senator fans yeah. here. We're talking about the proudest organization on the planet when it comes to hockey. And how how is this sitting yet again with the Montreal fans? 
I think everyone's finally bit in. I think everyone understands. I think what Kent Hughes has done this year and the management is, but they're open. They're speaking to everyone. There's no more, hey, you only get a meeting with me once every six months and I'll give you what's going on. Kent's been out there. He's been vocal. Marty speaks after every game like a lot of teams do, but they're explaining the process. They're explaining the process and they're losing the right way. And they're going to lose because they got rid of a lot of pieces to create spaces for their new structure and foundation. Um everyone's in the city's in they understand it but the fans need the moments of cole caulfield scoring they need the moments of a jack arbor jack i fight they need the moments of a a comeback from behind that that toronto game versus tampa the other night is exactly what can carry a fan base for a few weeks maybe not uh toronto's because the expectation is there all the time montreal's isn't so it's for the first time in a long time i can see that this city is understanding this is a i know it's a, a lot longer process it's going to be but i think they're willing to give the gift to to the, the organization the staff and the young players for a couple of years if they continue to lose but lose the right way all right peach don't be such a stranger around hey, here you got my basement phone number you know where to find me <laughs> love all having right. you on man all right guys pj great. stock Here's nice. Thanks, a PJ. terrific job uh did you guys catch uh, Marty St. Louis' uh, kind of outlook on Slavkowski's uh, development? No. He compared it to Waze. <laughs> the, the, the app? Yeah, the app. Like the, like the, the, the driving app, app. Sometimes inadvertently takes you through 13 back roads. Yes, like, <laughs> exactly. You're going through a McDonald's parking like, lot all of a sudden. Yeah, like, what do you do? You this? just quit and go home or you reroute? Oh, <laughs> and that's really? what he said with him. We're re- 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 routing. Recalculating. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> that's, right? that's great. I like that. But then I wanted to tell him, you know, sometimes I just shut it off and I go to maps. <laughs> yeah. I get rid of it. Yeah. Sometimes I make my own decisions. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's actually a really good comparison. All right. Sammy, what do you got for us? We're we going to game, game time. We're going to do some game time. Let's let her rip. It's game time. Visit Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odd of Odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Uh, first one is uh, the over-under on how long it's going to take for my phone to start up because it still hasn't started up. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we, uh, you changed and... the other one because <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't start up. And now it's still, hello, still waiting. So maybe it's an hour and a half, uh, setting the over-under at an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, I was just looking at the Leafs and Sens. Not a hot, lot, of, not a ton of action on the ice tonight, only three games. Um, Austin Matthews owns... The Sens absolutely owns the Sens. What was it, 23 in 29 games? That's a lot of goals and not many games for, uh, for Austin Matthews. If you want to bet him to score two goals tonight and the, and the Leafs to win, it's plus 350, which is crazy. Yeah, that just shows how incredibly good Austin Matthews is at scoring goals in the NHL, that that is at plus 350. Let me ask you a question. What is the Ottawa number just to win? I will look that up for you right now, sir. Because they, they I bet you get a good number. In it. They are uh, pretty heavy underdog, plus 145 heading into tonight. So a little bit of value on them, uh, no question. You know, don't hate that. The Leafs' D is dicey and the Stens can score. They got a decent Corpus Allo game. You never know. So here's a, a future one for you because you know I like looking ahead. Which conference do you think is a pretty heavy favorite to win the Stanley Cup? I'm going to say the West, given Colorado, Dallas, Vegas, Vancouver. Now. It has to be something, Vancouver including Vegas. Or it's Metro. The West is a plus 105. So they're plus money, the Western Conference. And the East is minus 135. 
So I was thinking, what is the thought process behind that? So you have to, it's a pretty heavy favorite. The East. Is it just because Rangers, the West have to go through so yeah. many good teams? Is that what they're beat up by the time I they get know. there? Rangers, Carolina, New Rangers, Jersey, Carolina, New Jersey, Boston, still. Tampa, Toronto. You know, I watched the Rangers last night, boys. They are really, yeah, good. they're good, you really say, good. Yeah, they're they're big. I don't like saying it, but and they're good. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah, I forgot about that. But like that, Keandre Miller is a stud. I I, I love watching them play, and they're they're just a heavy squad. So um, yeah, I I think they could be maybe the favorite of the East. But yeah, it's, to me, it's surprising to see the East be the favorite for the for the cup. And uh. How many goals does Ovi have? Is he still stuck on two? Yeah, two and ten. They're going. They're playing the Panthers tonight. He historically has lit up the Panthers. He lights up everybody, but I think the Panthers in his division for a long time. Uh, give me Ovi to score the first goal of the hockey game tonight at plus seven hundred. Plus seven hundred. Yeah, for the first goal of the game. Yeah, is this okay. his worst start? Oh God, it has to in be. his career. Yeah. Like, One above of those two is rookie. an empty netter, by the way. Well, listen, Backstrom's not there to feed him anymore. They're not playing in the offensive zone. A lot of what he did was just catch and shoot, right? He'd get a touch in the O-zone and whip it by someone. It's going to get exponentially harder for him as he slows down. The caps are bad. The pressure of this record weighs on him. But your call at the start of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been high. It's looking okay. ridiculous. 27? 27, yeah. He's going to have to get hot to get to 27. I know. He's at two. So 20, One, 27 a, or 25 or 27, basically, you now need score three every, years. At that pace? At that pace to break Gretzky's record instead of the two. And that's for sure. He stay healthy and yada, yada. He's going to be playing. He'll, they'll bring the chair out there for him. Just like a field goal kicker. Yeah. It's a power play. Get Ovi over the boards. <laughs> yeah, he, four hey, minutes a night. Like, I'm sure they'd way to love to deliver another Stanley Cup. In the next few years, but the focus is on Ovi here. Do you think there is any way they would ever trade him to a contender and just say, "Oh my God, go be on a good team, no chance, go score some goals"? Some some team has a power play that's struggling that has a chance. Still, Ted Leone's this right? It's like a son to Ted. Yeah, no way, no way. That guy's retiring. A Washington, never let him go. Capital. What if Ovi says, "I don't want to sit here and lose and have no one pass to me." For my whole career. Yeah. Then, then what? You're, it's the Crosby. I think you thing. trade him to Pittsburgh. Put him oh, on my God. <laughs> okay. This is not off the rails Friday. <laughs> he gets the record okay. in a pen strip off, off of Crosby. <laughs> oh, my God. Ovi and Crosby are retiring where they are right now. Yeah. You think? Yes. 100% on Sid? Not a I'm trying chance. trying to think of guys you had locked in that didn't, and maybe Corey Perry or he's Joe go, Thornton. He's Mario. Surprises. I'm trying to think of he's running so. it like the same way Mario Kane, ran Kane's, it. I th- I thought would be too competitive to stick it out on a losing Chicago team. Yeah, Kane, I would have seen and Chicago if, his whole career. If he yeah. wants it, he can have a piece of the ownership group, and he can come Obi? in. And, no, Sid. I was going to say that seems politically fraught in Washington. Sid, Sid. Yeah. I, I don't know that about I Ovi. I, I, yeah. Ovi may go back home. I don't know. Oh, he's gone. The second he's done, he's he might go play six more he years like Yager. Cladno with, yeah. with Yaramir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He might be playing for CSKA over there for a while. <laughs> All right. That was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. All right. When we come back, we go a little Calgary. What's going on with Jonathan Uber, Uber, uh, The coaching change was supposed to look after everything. For Jonathan, mm. and that is not the case as he was benched last night by his head coach, Ryan Huska. 
we'll get uh, we'll get some sound off of that. Plus the Ross Colton fine and not suspension. We'll get Sammy's thought <laughs> on whether that was the right call or not. That and more on Real Kipper and Born after these words. Big win by the Calgary Flames last night, coming back from a 2-0 deficit against the Nashville Predators. Yeah. But essentially, they they did it with Naz Kadri, who I thought was terrific last night. Yep. Uh, but Jonathan Huberto does not see uh, the light of day in the third period. Not a second. That's that, a... It's crazy. That's a, it's a gutsy move. Well, first, head you coach, know, 12 Brian games Huska, in. Rookie coach. For Huska, yeah. You know, year two of this contract, well, year one of the contract, I guess, for Uberdo. But, I mean, I like the idea that just because Daryl Sutter's not here doesn't mean there's not, you know, there's no accountability here all of a sudden. Like, there is still people are going to have their feet held to the fire, and he, he hasn't been good. You know, sometimes you do these sort of things for the player's own sake. Like, step away from it, take a look, watch a game, whatever. It's just something needs yeah, to change. we talked about it. that earlier in the show. It's a defibrillator. It's just, poof, we need to start this thing over okay. again. Do we have Ryan, we uh, head coach Ryan, uh, comments on uh, the yeah, benching of Jonathan? About 35 seconds exchange with some reporters. So, yeah, we have the clip. All right, right let's hear it. Um, I, I, I thought Hubie had an off night, and when we went into the third period, we wanted to try to get a little bit more flow, and we went with the guys we felt were going. Uh, and that's pretty much all it came down to. How did he take that? He's, he's fine. Like I'm, he, It's not anything anybody wants to go through ever, but, hey, at times it's going to happen. You're, you're not going to have your A-plus game every night. And as I said, we were trying to find a little bit of a rhythm and um, flow to our, our game, and when at that point we went with the guys we thought were, were going the best. Was it, was it an effort thing at all, or was it just no, not it's just, oh, Yes, off night. You know, it happens. That's... Good political speak right there. Should be a politician. I think that's off night. Yeah. The, the best you could possibly there benching are, a guy that's making eighty four mil is yeah. that you could handle it with. Uh, off nights don't lend to ten million dollar players being benched no. in the league. Uh, but it did last night. Do you think effort related to it? I don't think you get benched without it being yeah. effort. Uh, he didn't. He didn't address it. Uh, off night can mean a lot of things, including uh, I don't like your effort. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been known as uh, the best or hardest back checker. No, and I think Florida found him to be, uh, what's the word that you hate to hear your coach say? Soft? Well, listen, yeah. You can win with a couple of guys who aren't all full of piss and vinegar. I mean, he's coming off one career year. Look at his numbers overall. Right like, now? His numbers? Well, just in his career oh. overall. In like, his career, he has 674 points yeah. in 762. But games. he had a, a 115. He had a 115 the year that yeah. uh, he, he signed. 85 assists and 30 goals. Which is, we knew he was never going to touch that ever again. That is just a one-off. And right now he has but six points in 12 last, games. Dash 12. Last four years, you'd have him, you know, 15, 20 in scoring. Amongst all the stars, which is okay, but it's not ten and a half million 
good. It, it might be ten and a half million good, just not times eight. No, it's never ten and a half. It was never ten and a half. He just found the perfect storm in Calgary to hit that. Mm-hmm. Like I can only imagine the uh, Walsh, uh, his agent Walsh, Alan Walsh, yeah. threw out that number, and they said okay, and he's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, we'll take it. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. You know. But I think there's a better future ahead for Huberto and the Flames. He's not. I do. He's not a. Uh, he's 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 not a centerpiece that you build around. No, but you know you've talked a lot about having distributors and the importance. Talk about Marner yeah. all the time in this show and what he yeah. can do for people. You know, if he's playing with a guy like Lindholm who can shoot it in the net forty times in a year, and he gets some confidence going, get things going in the right direction. Like it's yeah. not like he can. It needs to be a liability for them. There's a difference between what he's been, which is not really almost bad. You know, and not just, almost. Yeah, just getting to a level where you're contributing a little bit, even if it's not ten and a half million yeah. worth, being a pot and hard, net positive player. It's hard player. for wingers to be the highest paid guy. You know how I feel about centermen and yeah, uh, the pivot, the the all important pivot guy. Yeah, and yeah, no, the the contract's not good, but for the Flames, they just need him to be better than I he's don't, been. It, it, they may wait a, a while here because I don't think he'll ever hit no. the expectations here. Well, I, I we don't... talked about recalibrating expectations today. This may be what has to happen with him. I don't think uh, I don't think it can happen in Canada for some of these guys to uh, have their bar lowered. Yeah, if he's playing at Mullet Arena, it's a different story. Oh, all day long. Meanwhile, Ryan O'Reilly's watching. Sports center going, <laughs> you know, like, lighting it up in yeah, Nashville, having a great time on the spotlight, listening to the music, talking to his one reporter every oh, after yeah, every game, personally, yeah. yeah, yeah, playing his little guitar, yeah. loving life. Uberdo's driving an F one fifty. Going, what have I done? Yeah. Anyway, you know he's he's gonna find it. The Flames won a couple of hockey games here. You know, sometimes <laughs> the last man in Canada that believes. The last man. Two wins in a row. (laughs) Moving in the right direction. Love their decor. Uh, Yeah. I want them to stink so they trade all their good defense into the Leafs. Yeah. You poach Zadorov. Yeah. All right. We had a couple other things to talk about. Uh, Ross Colton. Oh. What'd you think of the hit on? uh, That was rotten. Thought the hit alone was suspendable. Hughes. It's the dangerous. It's in such a dangerous spot. Yeah. I'm, Hughes knows he's going to be I hit. I didn't like Brad Marchand on Timothy Lilligren a lot yeah. more than I Same. didn't like uh, that hit. He makes an effort to get around Hughes's front side a little bit, yeah. I thought. So it's a dangerous hit. It's no a no worst spot on the ice. Boarding worst call. spot on the ice. It may even be yeah. an, an ejection, like a five. I'm fine with the penalty, but probably well, not a suspension. the penalty was the cross-check. That had nothing to do with... Did he get five for the cross-check? Yeah, no, he got, he got the, the five cross for the cross-check. Check. Yeah, yeah nothing, to, uh, nothing for the... Most, to Meyer. Yeah. Nothing yeah, for the he got so, nothing for the hit. Sammy and I are watching this before the, the show today, and the consensus for Leafs fans is just, we have one of those guys who does the borderline stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Cole, I would love Ross Colton to run someone in the boards and then cross-check them in the face. That would be great. Meyer in the face. I would really but, like that. Yeah, I mean, I if he got a suspension for that, it would not ruffle my feathers. Like, I, I get it. It's a pretty dirty, dangerous play, but it's not. didn't seem as intentionally bad as... Some other ones. All right. Uh, Matt McAvoy suspension upheld, too, by the way. 
oh, let's put our surprise faces oh, wow. on. I'm yeah. really stunned by that. Like, where was that going? I know. It makes no sense to me. Like, the league says, here's what it is. It still is that. And then you appeal to the league. Anyway, yeah. You got some business to report on evaluation, Sammy? We're number one. We're number one. Who's we? This is Leaves. from uh, 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 <laughs> uh, This is from Sportico. Yeah, they're the most valuable team in the NHL. At $2.65 billion, the Toronto Maple Leafs come in number one to the New York Rangers. Yeah, they pass the Rangers. I think that's a great sign for the league that the Rangers aren't number one. Right? New York Rangers. And coming in at dead last is the Coyotes at $675 million. Isn't that... Generous too. I was just like, how, how would they be worth that? They, they don't own the rank, do they? They're, they're renting a college bar. I think they're renting their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched that, any of them this year? Yeah, they're decent. You know? Yeah, the team itself oh, no, is it's fine, kinda but it's embarrassing. Good. A Cooley. Uh, I love Cooley. Every time you yeah. see him go up the ice, you're like, I'm not changing the channel. Maybe yeah, he's, he's a hockey player. I should have picked him first overall in Montreal. Um, but yeah, no, I. This hurt my feelings today. Looking at them being worth that much money, because. Because they should be able to spend way more money on their hockey club. The NBA having the ability to do that makes it more frustrating, well, seeing like, how doable it is. So I put out this snarky tweet today about how we're having all these conversations about paying William Nylander $10 million, and it's crazy that it, it, it hampers their cap situation. And all these other fans of other teams are like, ah, you just want to make it better for the Leafs. I'm like, well, no. All the rich teams could spend more. Yes. The Rangers could be even better than they already are. The and, Canucks, like all the and teams, teams that, that aren't rich, could keep their good yes. players, like Tampa Bay, and get rich. Yes, it's like I, I, you know, this was a popular conversation in a lot of my group chats today. And one of my buddies said that they should keep that guys that don't get drafted, that get drafted to your team, should not account against your cap. So, like, if you drafted and develop a guy, if he's drafted by your team, you should get a get a break on him. I guess it's bird rights. Shout out my boy Fearon who didn't come up with that, but he told, <laughs> talked about it today. Yeah, there's. I also like the franchise tag. The one guy does, don't cap doesn't care count. about anything. They don't care about. They don't care. That's don't care. Yeah, it makes don't me care. sad. And by the way, They're the just reason happy they know what their costs are, and it's not more than fifty percent. And that's part of the reason the franchises have such high valuations is because of the salary cap. If you look at owning one, you know what your costs are. Right, there's value to an owner yeah. in knowing that they can, yeah. can't spend more than oh this. My That's gosh. part of the valuation. The owners the last twenty years are watching salaries, the same salaries as players in. Oh, Yager was 2000. making eleven million twenty years ago. Two thousand. Dennis Schroeder makes more for his hit on uh, on the Raptors <laughs> show than Austin Matthews does every year. I know. Like, was it Precious who is like a six? Why do you think Austin Matthews is like is you know now? Pushing that prime drink. Oh, yeah. It, it just that's a tough ad. It like as a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I know everybody listening. To, like the Leafs, the Rangers, all these teams that are super rich to have, they should be Real Madrid. They should be Barcelona. They should. It's like oh, these yeah, they make more. They're more popular. They're the classic teams. Those teams get to be better. That's the way it goes. No, the worst is like you know they're still you know somewhat. Uh, team revenue sharing. So, like, there's the, the rich give to, like, yeah, of course. The, a, Arizona. Like, they're, oh, yeah, you're cutting they're them getting, a big check. You're, you're cutting them checks so, here under this system. And if you offer and, the luxury tax to all the rich teams and you go over the cap by a certain amount and you have to pay that, like it is in the NBA, yeah. then you just give that over the Talk cap money the to the other teams. Yeah. 
Dude, you have it all figured out. I know. Eh? And you're I, just get me on the phone with, with how Gary. A producer on this show. I know. Call Gary. Your, your talents are being wasted. <laughs> MLS TV being valued at $8 billion with the purchase. What did Larry Tannenbaum uh, uh He sold 5% of MLSC, which is 20% of Kilmer Holdings or so Kilmer he, or whatever. Yeah. So uh, $400 million. Easy five, half a billion. Yeah. Not bad. It's a good day at the office. And then, yeah, I think he'll put that back into sports one way or another. After taxes. Doing it's okay. no good. So ten bucks <laughs> after yeah, tax or something. What are you going to do with two hundred and fifty million tax free? Me or tax uh, after tax dollars? You still come here say, to work with us? I was going to say me. I will never see you either again. <laughs> either you again. I'll be living in a villa in Spain, playing golf at Valderrama, baby. Yes. Hanging jerseys up at the last second <laughs> of your of your podcast that you'll <laughs> still be hosting from the island. It'll be a Chelsea podcast. <laughs> All right, three games on tap, guys. Give me some scores here: Ottawa and Toronto. Just. High eight seven. No, for stop one of them. it. It's going to be. Do you, you think there's a ton of think goals? Six, the, six oh, five Toronto. Oh wow! Again. Yeah. They can't. Neither they can't team keep can the puck defend. Out. They both got a ton of firepower. No goalies. Um, the total over six and a half goals is a big favorite. So is they it, think yeah. it's going to be Florida Washington. Uh, Caps win and Overetch can scores first. Two, two for Ovi. Yeah. No. Oh, this is a good one here tonight, guys. Just the. Three quiet games, but L.A. and Vegas. Yeah. I'll give uh, Vegas a 2-1 heaviness. overtime win. That's yeah. my prediction. A couple good teams. All right, that's it for us. Once again, our thanks to P.J. Stock uh, this hour and Brent Wallace also in the first hour. Just three on tap tonight, but uh, I know you'll enjoy them all, and we're going to be right back here tomorrow to discuss those games. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great night.